Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 151 of your favourite Formula 1 podcast. Yes, we're back today with Jamie183 for our 2023 Formula 1 driver rankings. Jamie, how how are you doing on this fine winter evening? I'm good. I'm uh, yeah, just celebrating two years anniversary of Max Verstappen's first world championship. So... As we record this, that was two years ago today, as you watch two years and a day ago. So there you go. Very happy. Very, very happy indeed for Jamie183. Apparently worries me um, that something that happened so long ago still still gives him joy. But there we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, today though we are going to be doing our F1 2023 driver ranking. So we, we've done the, you know, the normal. We've got a tier list uh, ready to go. Now, this is solely based on the drivers' performances in the 2023 Formula 1 season. And before someone inevitably claims we're biased, yes, yes we are. Some drivers we like, some we don't. (laughs) It's our show, it's the nature of it. Uh, We'll we'll try and remain remain as biased as normal, I think. is. It'll be consistent with the other 150 episodes. If you don't like it, apologies. Exactly. If you don't like it, what are you still doing here? (laughs) Um, which is probably not a great way to intro the no, show. Um, all of you have gone. Brilliant. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, but of course, yeah, quickly as well, before we dive into it, uh, obviously we've got, what, three episodes left here on the main YouTube channel? Uh, and then obviously 2024, Knowing Wheel is going to be going exclusively on to its own YouTube channel. There'll be a link down in the description below. We are closing in on 350 subscribers over there. Uh, we're on 316 currently. So yeah, get yourself subscribed over there if you're not already. And Jamie... Let's begin this thing then. Uh, are we just going to go in championship order? Makes the most sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Max Verstappen, it's real simple, isn't it? You'd this be wrong if you put him anywhere other than D tier. No, I mean S tier. <laughs> I think he almost deserves a new tier for just him, really. Max Verstappen tier. Yes, because it's been one of the best single season campaigns we've ever seen in the sport. So that would be nice and easy. Obviously. 19 wins uh two second places and a fifth kind of is a bit was it 19 yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah 22 races yes so he's more than doubled the second place's points which is just ridiculous so never happened before never happened before even when points were like only for the winner back in 1950 so yes he has to go in s tier rightly so so if anyone argues with that then i'd, I'd be quite worried yeah, I, I mean, even as someone that is not... I, don't, I think it's, it's safe to not call me a Max Verstappen fan, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, I, you know, I can't even argue with that. You know, it is statistically one of the greatest Formula 1 campaigns <clears> of all time. Uh, and hopefully, for the sake of the sport, it won't happen again next year. Um, or anytime soon, fair, <laughs> really. Yeah, well, we went, what was it, 30... 38 years between the first most dominant car... And then 35 between that and the next completely dominant car. So 2055 is going to be a dead Formula 1 season. Episode 1500. More than wonderful, that, wonderful. Like we, that. we will be, we will I be there. Not be, we I will better be not be recording this at 55, I tell you now. Why not? <laughs> be a right laugh. Be great fun, yeah. Jamie. We can be those Still journalists about who just talk about the 2010s. <laughs> we can, yeah. It, it, well, that, for that is like people that talk about the eighties yeah. Formula One now. That really worries me. That one day we are going to be those old guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shall we move on though to Sergio Perez? Hmm. 
I don't quite know where to land on this one. He was, I saw, I think it was by racefans.net, uh, ranked the worst driver of 2023. I do think that's harsh. I, do think I don't think it's harsh. far away, though. He's probably, he's definitely not in my top 10. Oh, absolutely not. He barely finished the in the top 10. Yeah, no, I, I think, I, I'm looking at it and I think C tier is sensible. I agree. It'd be interesting when we put more drivers around him where he kind of sits in terms of the actual ranking. Yes. But I yeah. I mean, he won two races. It is on paper his best season in the sport, but obviously in context, it's probably not. Yeah. It depends it was... how you define on paper, doesn't it? That's well, in terms statistics... of championship position, points, wins, it's his best. Yeah. Uh, but then but... he went a run of, what, five, six races in a row of not getting into Q2? Or not getting to Q3, not getting sorry. Not getting into Q3. In, a, yeah. in the most dominant car, or the most dominant cars the sport's ever seen. It's like, you've got to be doing better than that. So, sorry, Checo, but C probably is as good as it's going to get. And maybe some people would be even harsher. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see sort of where we rank other drivers, won't mm. we? We'll, we'll, we'll define Checo's stay in this episode. Uh, yeah, I think, like you said, obviously, statistics <clears throat> can be used to prove absolutely anything, can't they? But I think anyone trying to argue that this has been Checo's best season in Formula 1 is wrong, mm. uh, quite simply. Um, you know, given a ridiculously OP car and hasn't won a race since April is <laughs> alarming. Yes, that's Absolutely quite Absolutely alarming. Yes. Next up is your boy, Lewis My Hamilton. My boy, Lewis Hamilton. Mm. I think, uh, unfortunately, again, obviously, Lewis is one of those drivers that falls into the trap of has had too many great seasons that you're always bound to knock mm. him back a peg or two. Um, I think safely A is fair. But I think without a win on the board, he can't. Re- for Lewis, he can't really go in S tier, can he? I uh, definitely not S for me. Um, no. Yeah, because it's not been a bad season, obviously, but he's his standards are so high in this sport that <clears throat> you know to not get any wins again, to only really have a handful of podiums and a bunch of consistent points. Like I guess the car wasn't all that, but. For me, he hasn't really shown the flashes of absolute brilliance like some other drivers have. You could argue the pole position in Hungary being his highlight. That was an insane lap. And there were a few races um, where he was up there and really pushing. But then there were quite a few little mistakes this year and just really off-colour races. So like the Qatar Turn 1 incident. (coughs) Sorry. Like Abu Dhabi the whole weekend, he just wasn't really up for it. Sao Paulo as well, I guess the car was not there but the fact he was just losing and losing places was really out of character and yeah it just was it was a bit off color for a driver of his caliber but a is like he's obviously finished third in the championship in probably not the second best car to only lose to the two red bulls in the championship is very good going um but yeah it wasn't his finest work I think he's fallen slightly victim to having a lot of his worst races at the end of the year in in recency bias, obviously you mm. mentioned Qatar, you mentioned um, Sao obviously Paolo. Sao Paulo and Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Lewis always, when there's nothing else to fight for anymore, kind of just Abu Dhabi. He I think it was out. well, like yeah. I, I can't do anything anymore. I may as well just enjoy the weekend and do what I want. Obviously, between Qatar and Sao Paulo. He had arguably one of his best races of the year, obviously Cota. Unfortunately, obviously came to nothing because mm. of the floor. 
uh, which of course you don't know how much that potentially helped. But of course, on the contrary to that, we don't know potentially how many other cars were illegal yeah. by the end of that race. Yeah. So I think I think it's unfair, of course, you know that potentially what I'd argue was his best race of the year was kind of scuppered by that because he did look really racy that mm. weekend and could have challenged Max. Again, you know, he kind of falls into that horrible position for Lewis of, you know, when you're constantly setting the benchmark for so many years, suddenly when you aren't, no matter basically anything that he did this year, was never going to be his finest work. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I Schumacher think... was judged so heavily when he came back in 2010 because yeah. he'd set the standard so high. Yeah, I think, again, you know, at the end of the day, Lewis sensibly achieved everything he could this year. You know, it wasn't like that car. You know, there were weekends where it was the second best car. There were also weekends like, Bra- well, Brazil being the outlier, fifth it was probably, sixth, what, fifth really? or sixth. Yeah. Um, But it certainly wasn't, you know, easily the second best car all year. What, Lewis, you know, you said about flashes of brilliance from other drivers this year. What Lewis did very reliably was just very good hence mm. why he got himself in that position where he wrapped up p3 in the title with a race to go when there were so many scraps going on behind him and let's also not forget did pocket george russell comfortably oh, yeah. this year yeah and whether russell we'll get on to him later i'm sure but felt the pressure of, or maybe a false confidence of having beaten him in the, in the points in 2022 it really didn't yeah. go well for russell and hamilton had him no. easily at arm's length yeah, I think yeah, I think 2022, like, I know we spoke about this last week, 2022 <laughs> for Lewis. Not necessarily a false dawn, but of course, you know, from Lewis's side, you, again, obviously we spoke obviously how much he was trying to develop that car. And of course, you know, he came out of 2021. He could have quite easily this year settled in, finished around George, and people were sort of gone... Yeah, his time in the sport's coming to an end. Lewis, for me, this year proved that when he says he still feels like he's got a few more years in him, this year proved that to me. And mm. I've become far less worried that he's going to retire suddenly. Mm. No, I agree. Was yeah. it Fernando, Fernando Alonso was P4 yes, in the championship, he was. wasn't he? And I guess the thing is with Fernando, of course, is we can say a lot of the same things as we did about Lewis, wasn't it? <laughs> it was another older driver that really proved that they can still hang with the young guns. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, this whole tier list thing, in my head, I've got obviously number one sorted. And then for me, number two probably has three main contenders. Yeah. And Lewis isn't any of them. Alonso is for me. Really? Okay. <laughs> I think I Lewis is just below those three. So interesting. Yeah, I think Alonso has to be in A at the very least. For me, it's just Max is so good, isn't he? It's like where do you draw the line? Because <laughs> Max should be in his own place, in which case Alonso would definitely be S. Um, but yeah, it was a ridiculously good season for Alonso. And yes, the first eight races, he probably had the second best car. But he actually made use of it and finished on the podium pretty much every week. And then the rest of the season, they had, like, maybe the like at best the fourth or fifth best car, and he was still putting in the points, putting in the podiums. Especially that race in Brazil was just phenomenal, and the ability to hold on to that P four in the championship right to the end with that that machinery was just a bit ridiculous. For me, it's his best season since twenty twelve, probably. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a optimistic but close to fair assessment to how I would have put Alonso this year. I 
per- and again, obviously, we, you know, we're talking from our own personal biases here. I, you know, don't get me wrong. Early campaign was getting absolutely everything out of that Aston Martin. Um, you know, comparing him to Lance Stroll, I think is a bit of an insult to Fernando Alonso. <laughs> uh, that that car, absolutely, the fact that Stroll didn't get a podium all year in that thing is just a lot. I mean, I remember early on this season when we were worried that Stroll would win a race before Fernando <laughs> yeah. would this year. Like he'd just get one really lucky race. Uh, I I think you know he he had that big slump in the second half of the campaign, and. You know, obviously, it built up that massive advantage over most. You know, it was only really Lewis that by the summer break was looking like he could still topple mm. Fernando. And of course, you know, Ferrari came back a lot stronger. McLaren obviously came back a lot stronger as well, um, which obviously meant that Fernando was really trying to hang on towards the end of the year. That being said, though, again, obviously, like you said, definitely one of his best campaigns in the last decade. And obviously, has shown once more that when he's got a car that can deliver. You know, Fernando Alonso is still absolutely a driver that will deliver. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm happy to put him in A above Lewis. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I know, I, well, I'm pretty certain I know one of the drivers who you reckon is, was better than Lewis this year. I don't know the other one, though. So I'm very, very interested when go. we come to that <laughs> in, in the near future. Because normally we're very, very similar on this. But I've got no idea who wow. you're ranking as the other one. I uh, feel like from what I've seen, that's the common take on is i kind of agree with a lot of what the experts are saying but okay. from what i've read okay. but we'll carry okay. on okay Inter- interesting <laughs> uh charles leclerc was he he was p5 was he, he was at p5 the end of the year? yes tied actually on points with alonso t- t- lost it by was it second or third place count back or something ridiculous i think it was third place count back they tied for second places yeah yeah alonso they got three it. seconds each and wow. it was third places alonso got more off which is ridiculous imagine that decided the title that would have been crazy how many just out of interest how many seconds did lewis get this year i'm trying to think one two three so they all got three three as well yeah i said i thought honestly it'd be less i just thought it was slightly more consistent yeah Um, so you'll probably disagree i think charles leclerc is right up there with alonso he's the one of them with him obviously maybe he, he was the one that i thought you might but okay. i wasn't okay. entirely con- no he wasn't actually the one okay but he was one of the ones <laughs> that i thought might be in that little three for you yeah i think okay talk me through ridiculous. it just the amount of like he's got five pole positions i know the red bull wasn't strong in qualifying but the fact that he's got five poles against the car that had the whole field at arm's length most of the time. Wasn't strong is different with that Red Bull to not OP. Yes. Just, just yeah. make that very clear. It wasn't as strong in qualifying. Obviously, Max still got, what, 11, 12 poles or something like that. But, yeah, the fact that Claire got five in that Ferrari, like, is a bit ridiculous. And he was screwed over so many times by reliability or a random DSQ in USA like Lewis was, or just, like, poor strategies. It's... It's worrying being a Ferrari driver in 2023, but I think he was like incredibly good, especially towards the end. And maybe it's recently biased, but yeah, there was a spell of four, three or four races, culminating with Singapore, where science was better than Leclerc. And then after that, Leclerc kind of just put him back in his place and set his authority on that team. Well, um, there's, there's yeah. yeah, so there's been some speculation, hasn't there, more recently that obviously Ferrari took the car in one direction, which obviously gave Sainz a bit of an advantage, and then took it the other way, which helped Leclerc out again. Um, you know, I think part of it for Ferrari was 
you know, for example, Baku was a weekend, obviously, where, you know, I, I, I've said this for so long now. Charles Leclerc, I do believe, will probably be held on a Saturday in the same sort of calibre as Hamilton and Senna. Mm. You know, some of the laps he's done are ridiculous. He's absolutely a driver that can actually get it wired on occasions. But there have still been quite a few incidents this year from Charles' side of the garage that have kind of, you know, again, it looked like right until Sainz was thrown under the bus in Abu Dhabi with an <laughs> awful strategy. Yeah. I know what Ferrari were trying to do, but it was absolutely thrown away. Leclerc wasn't going to beat him this year mm. in the points. Now, of course, yes, yeah, Sainz got that win at Singapore and all this, that and the other. I, I still, don't get me wrong, I absolutely believe Charles Leclerc did a better job than Sainz this year. But I struggle to put him in a group with Alonso and Lewis, who absolutely pocketed their teammate pretty much all year, no matter what was going on with the car. And yes, one of them had Lance Stroll in the other car. <laughs> I believe I might stand a chance of pocketing him. For, actually, I saw an interesting fact about this uh, yesterday, I think it was. Someone had done a comparison, so a teammate head-to-head comparison of all the sectors from their best qualifying laps of the year, mm. not including sprint races. So obviously sixty six sectors over twenty two obviously over twenty two laps. Lance Stroll beat Fernando Alonso in seven all year. Out of how many, sorry? Sixty so twenty two tracks, three sectors. Sixty six. Yeah. Flipping heck. He beat he beat <laughs> Fernando in seven sectors all year. And you know, when you think there's a couple of sectors around yeah, the year that lines. are basically straight <laughs> lines that that might well have been them was frankly alarming. I, I'm quite happy to put Charles in A. We'll go for A at the bottom. But I'll, I think I'll it's bottom that. of A. I'm not precious that he's ahead of Lewis. So. No, no. <laughs> and, and the other driver I think then, I, I'm going out on a limb here and saying that you think was in that trio as well has got to be Lando Norris, hasn't it? Yes, indeed. Absolutely I think stellar. He's been ridiculously consistent and ridiculously good, to be honest. And even when the car was rubbish at the start of the season he was still like putting work in like a sixth place in melbourne just looks a bit ridiculous when it's surrounded by four 17th places and then yeah. like yeah he was he was on it even before the austrian upgrade for him and obviously what piastri got in in britain but from that point onwards you know he was barely out of the top five <laughs> and yes the car was probably second fastest for that stage of the season onwards but a lot of the time it was third and still fourth and he was yeah. would you say a lot of the time it was still third fourth <coughs> I think there was a spell of Belgium Zandvoort and uh, Monza yeah I have forgot about those three to be fair yeah and Singapore the Ferrari was faster but then I guess McLaren was still probably second I mean I, Mercedes yeah. was probably second in Singapore actually I think they just did a lot better strategy yeah maybe but no you're but right you're so. right with that Belgium Zandvoort Monza spell I had forgot about that it's yeah. being part of their dominant bit or second best bit, yeah. Yeah. So the fact, yeah, he's he's racked up so many second places. He's the only driver to even be getting near Verstappen for a few races at the end of the season. How but, many seconds did Lando get this year? Was it? Uh, it was six. more than. Yeah, I was going to say it was definitely more than the other three, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I, his, I, I his think... second most common result was seventeenth. <laughs> staggering isn't it yeah. second and 17th yes. goes to show just how ridiculously topsy-turvy McLaren's yeah. season was I think for me 
I would happily put Lando, to be honest, in in S tier with Max, solely for the fact that I think he did a better job than... What I look at is, of course, he was one point behind Sean and Fernando by the end of the year in a car that spent, what, the first eight races nowhere. But then arguably, McLaren and Aston basically swapped. No, Aston Martin (laughs) were never that bad. Aston Martin were never that bad. Mm. They might have had one race. I think Orlando, to be fair, did make a lot of qualifying mistakes as well. He should have been... Like, he went out in Q1 in Mexico through a mistake. He, like, messed up in uh, Vegas, obviously, in the race. Just crashed. Didn't he go out in Q1 in Mexico because Fernando span? Or am I remembering that wrong? Uh, well, that was he didn't get a chance to do a second lap, but he made a massive error on his first lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was still his error, obviously the Abu Dhabi error, and then Piastri took McLaren's only opportunity of a win in the sprint. I don't know. Yeah. There were a few weekends. It, it was not stellar. Are we are we saying top of A then? Is I that think what you're saying? I would go Benito Alonso personally, but really, yeah. really, it's close with them too, definitely. I think <laughs> I think it's close between all four of our eight yeah, drivers. Yeah. At the moment, but I, I, if it was me, I would have said Lando Fernando. To be yeah, honest, the fact that he's enough. finished one point behind him in a car that, yes, was probably more comfortably second, but has not spent all year as a points contender, mm. I think goes to show again that Lando Norris is level. And even you know, even Oscar Piastri, who I think you know, a lot of people thought Lando would absolutely wipe the floor with him. I wouldn't say he has. He hasn't. But I think he's done a pretty good job at keeping Oscar at bay as well as he's done on a lot of occasions. Yeah, and they are Uh, the five best drivers in F1, easily, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think (laughs) think that's fair. The top five there, not Paris. Oscar P... No, sorry, not Oscar Piastri. Sorry, we jumped the gun there slightly. Carlos Sainz, even. The only non-Red Bull winner of the year. Yeah. Yeah, which is just bizarre that he's in seventh place in the championship. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a classic Carlos Sainz season. I think he's a very safe pair of hands. Like shows flashes of brilliance, like you can expect, but doesn't quite have the legs to run with the absolute top guys. Other than that, form the three race spell after the summer break was ridiculous. Yeah, me. I think, like we said, obviously a moment ago, a bit unlucky that he obviously ended up down the order by the end. Mm. Um, because you know that seventh could have very easily been fourth had again Ferrari not completely well he would have been in he would have been close to that fight for fourth yeah. although again he, he wasn't far away yeah, six points off by anyway. the end of the year <laughs> I, I think he's done a good job this year once again of obviously you know Charles Leclerc is obviously Ferrari's number one yeah. you know he is the guy I still think will bring glory back to Maranello all that kind of thing what Carlos Sainz is tremendous at doing though is when Charles Leclerc is a stinker or he bins it in qualifying, or he does this, that, or the other. Carlos Sainz is that safe pair of hands that always steadies the ship. I think they complement each other quite well in that regard. If you've got one that, yeah, is mind-boggling over one lap, but you also get the sense that Carlos Sainz usually doesn't get too phased by that either. You don't mm. get the sense that one weekend he's there like going, oh, I don't know, you know, Charles Leclerc's done this, I just don't quite get how he does it. Yeah. I don't think Carlos Sainz thinks like that. I just think he's very, a bit like his dad was in rallying, just sort of very level-headed, unfortunately comes up second best probably a bit too often, um, but will always get the job done. I think he's exactly what Ferrari still need in that second car. Yeah, yeah. I think a B season for me. Is perfectly fair. 
He took Are two we... poles. Two poles. Yeah, I, I, fe- I feel that I, I was going to say bottom of A, to be honest. Mm. I feel he, he was <clears throat> less than 10 points yeah. back behind yeah. all three of those guys Six you put in A. Yeah. I think he's been a little bit scuppered by recency bias as well. Mm. And let's not forget that Singapore, he did win he that race phenomenal. under immense pressure all day yeah. long. Go I think that bottom deserves a little bit of a bump. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have everyone in A. <laughs> I, I don't think we are. I'm looking at the rest of the grid. Oh, yeah, I, next I'm up, George convinced. Russell. Definitely not. George Russell. <laughs> a, re- a, a disappointing year for George Russell, uh, who was a little bit saved because apparently he got Mercedes P2 in the end yeah. by getting a podium in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, where do you start with George? I don't know. It was such an off season for him. And there were just so many anonymous races. And also... Not even where he's races where he did nothing, but races where he was good, but then just crashed. Like the fact that it, Canada and uh, Singapore, where he was on for probably what well, Canada maybe fourth or fifth, and Singapore obviously third at the least, and then just binned it on his own, an unforced error, is not really on for a driver of his caliber. So I yeah I still think he got a little don't get me wrong obviously completely his mistake but I think he got a bit unlucky in Singapore the fact Lando hit that wall in front of him <laughs> less hard that, that's what it. threw him off but of course at the end of the day it's still your job not yeah. to hit the wall just because the car in front of you has yeah, doesn't yeah. mean you follow him um, I I hope this has been a year for George Russell where he he gets on and over this winter that he works out what went wrong but I think there are I. Do wonder whether there was a little bit of, you know, walks back into Mercedes HQ in the middle of January, all this, that, and the other, going, well, I beat Lewis last this year. It's going to be the same again this yeah. year. I've spent Christmas relaxing. He just didn't, you know, he, he came back up against a Lewis who, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, I think after the first couple of races, obviously, Lewis knew he wasn't going to win a world championship. So it wasn't like that 2021 hunger of, you know, you got that huge fart in your hands. But it was very much a. I've been here a while. I'm going to pocket this kid this year and just remind him who's top dog. Yeah, exactly. I I think for me George is C. Uh, sorry, B even. Low end. He, of B, was nowhere near as yeah, nowhere near as bad as Checo, but it yeah. could still be a lot yeah. of improvement. It was 11-11 in qualifying between Hamilton and Russell. But yes, it was 15, which says it all when races. he was known as Mister Saturday for yeah. so many years. They were, I mean, they were the closest team based on qualifying pace. I, it was something ridiculous, like their average over the course of the year was six one hundredths of a second, mm. or something like that. Um, but bearing in mind, you're also, you know, qualifying is all about those reactions and things like that, and you know, not requiring much racing intelligence. So he, he, he's proven that he's got equal reactions to a man that's turning forty. <laughs> exactly. But there you go, Mister Russell in beta. And who's up? Oscar, Oscar Piastri, I believe. You love Oscar Piastri. I quite like I him as well. I do love Oscar Piastri. I rate Oscar Piastri a lot. He I, is brilliant. I think he obviously came in, and it might not have been such a bad thing for Oscar if that McLaren was as bad as it was at the start of the year for the rest of the year. Because, mm. of course, he was getting his sea legs underneath him. I think putting him in A is unfair, because I, he hasn't done as good a job of those, you know, those drivers in that group. Mm-hmm. But I would say... Oscar, the thing is with Oscar Piastri is he did exactly what he's done everywhere else yeah. in his junior career that I've he's followed. Very he gets into a car and he does incredibly well in it. 
sometimes I think people... So it feels like no one quite fairly rates Lando Norris in the Formula 1 world. Some people make it out like he's just the GOAT that's never been given the best car. Other people make it out like he's just doing what he should be in that McLaren and no one else gets enough out of it. I think Lando Norris is very, very good. And the fact that Oscar Piastri came in, did his own thing, and there were definitely occasions this year where I think Lando was looking over his shoulder more than he liked. Mm, definitely. And I, I really want to see what Oscar can do in that team next year. Yeah. Whether he can just get a few more races where he gets the better Lando, and then we'll, then we'll see just how Lando does. To be honest, I think one of the best comparisons I can give for it is Lando Norris against Carlos Sainz in his rookie campaign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because Lando in 2019 was solid, let a much fewer points than Carlos Sainz did in the McLaren, in the other McLaren, but you kind of forget they're a rookie and they just do yeah. a good job. And that's exactly yeah. what Piastri did. And obviously exactly. took that win in Qatar. In the sprint, which the cannot sprint. go, yeah, forgotten about either. Top of B you for know. me. I think he's uh, yeah, I was going to put him ahead of Russell, and I look forward Definitely to seeing. I look forward to seeing some fireworks if he keeps on improving. Uh, it would be fantastic, wouldn't it? In in the near future, uh, is is it Stroll next? Did he it manage is. to beat out the Alpines? It is Lance Stroll. Oh, <laughs> so Lance a lot. Um, yeah, what what on earth is going on here? He well, was. We, we say the same thing about Lance every yeah. year, don't we? And it always feels like the same. His first like four or five races seem all right. And generally, his last four or five races seem all right. And he just disappears for the, the entire summer. And on Saturday, yes. all the time. One of yes. the worst qualifying averages all year. Just, again, it's just that thing, isn't it, with Lance Stroll? Of, if, he, if his dad didn't own the team, of course he wouldn't have a drive. He, he probably, you know, people bang on about his F3, European F3 season. I, I've heard stuff about that, um, that. I'm sure it's very creditable and valid. <laughs> it's from former drivers that were around him. Mm, there you go, got the scoop. Get it on a get it on race fans. It, exactly. Um, I I wonder whether he should have ever made it into Formula One in the first place. <laughs> and the fact that we're still having that debate seven years later, where we, you know, the, the, it, 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 there's been a couple of years where he's been close to, but I still never feel we've got to the end of a year where we've gone. Lance Stroll has proven himself over the course of this year that he is worthy of an F1 drive, and that has not changed this year, uh, and I think C-tier. Yeah. I think Checo gets a lot of hate for the fact, obviously, he was in that completely dominant car. Stroll was just pretty consistently mediocre. Had a couple of okay results. Let's not forget, Jamie, we always like to have a good laugh about this when we talk about Lance Stroll. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Do I? Yeah. Remember the podium he bottled in Australia? Oh, yes. <laughs> Where he just locked up by himself trying to dive bomb three cars off the restart. Yeah. And completely threw it away. And that was rightly... And then uh, got saved. It was rightly Nico Hulkenberg's podium anyway. It's, so. I will even put my hand up and admit that should have been Nico Hulkenberg's podium. It wasn't, so I can laugh at that as well. <laughs> but Stroll again, you know, it, it was kind of this whole thing. We'd said it last year, didn't we? You know, oh, you know, he, everyone's going on about how he's, he's done fairly well against Seb. Seb wasn't the same driver. Alonso's come in and gone, yeah, kid, you're getting smoked this year. And it happened. Mm, yeah. I Worse or better than Checo? <laughs> I think... What do I think? I think worse than Checo. Let me give you some numbers. If you double okay. Stroll, he's yep. still 50 points off Alonso, approximately. 
Yeah. If you double Checo, he's, he's like, like 30. Yeah, not many off max. Which is a bit dumb because obviously scale and all that. Exactly, but, yeah, you know, the scale. And Stroll the had a worse things. season than Perez, I think. Yeah. Plus, you got to remember as well, on the what, Alonso had 10 podiums this year? 9 or 10 podiums? Yeah. Stroll had naught. Uh, only 8, but yeah, still. Yeah. The, the point the point stands doesn't it? <laughs> and the fact that at the end of the year you know oscar piastri is a rookie easily had the better of stroll he, he could have quite rightly lost out to alpine drivers by the end of the year yeah and they were nowhere yeah they were fighting themselves in no man's land speaking of the alpine drivers pierre gasly pierre gasly first of all we'll both go on the record and say oh, especially for you because you are a gasly fan i i'm pretty ambivalent to gasly and i'm not particularly keen on Ocon. so happy that he didn't get mugged by the end of the year because i thought after las oh, vegas yeah. oh alpine are gonna destroy this and again japan. <laughs> and japan and Ocon's gonna beat another teammate through fraudulent results yes at the end of a year and not having the engine blow up as much um it was yeah. It, it was one of those years for Alpine, wasn't it? Where let's be fair, they couldn't really do a they couldn't do a lot else. They both no. got a podium in two very, very good drives, but they couldn't do a lot else with it either of them. They no. weren't ever really going to be in the battle behind, and they were never going to be in the battle in front. Yeah, and I think both of them have done all right, but Gasly has been slightly better, which I'm very. Yeah, Gasly about. absolutely will go ranking higher on here. Yeah. I would put them both in B tier. Yeah, I struggle to put them anywhere else because. It's yeah, hard to measure, because it, really. Obviously, they, they, they've been two B-tier drivers in a B-tier <laughs> car and finished in a B-tier position. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, yeah. what, what, what can you say? They've been very close together. They've been very, very closely matched in qualifying and the races. Gasly slightly has the edge, which pleases me muchly. Um, yeah, and me. And they both got one third place. So They did. <laughs> going going into Abu Dhabi, they had as many podiums as George Russell did this year. Gasly actually got two third places. It's sprint, wasn't it? Uh, Belgian was sprint. Yes. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. So there you go. And Gasly's Zandvoort podium was much harder to earn than Ocon's Monaco podium, in my mind. I think that's harsh. Because <laughs> Ocon Leslie, was rapid Ocon, all weekend. To be fair, Ocon was in the fight for pole in yeah. Monaco. I would quite happily put them both in B tier, but I'm gonna say behind Oscar Piastri, yeah. solely for the fact that he didn't go to Alpine and was better than them. Yes. And in fact, Alpine turned down two drivers who both finished ahead of both their drivers in Alonso and Piastri. <laughs> uh, Ocon's better than funny. George? I think Ocon's better than George, yeah. He's, okay. yeah, they both, they've been George very, very right. similar. We're agreeing okay. too much. What is this? We both know okay. we all... We do, we all do. Right. Uh, is it Alex under Alban. We're going into the C-tier oh. cars now. <laughs> I was going to say, he was not a C-tier driver this year. No. Alex Alban, absolute baller. Oh, yes. One of the stars of the shows for me this year. Yeah, single-handedly um, won Williams seventh place in the constructors. Well, he's basically scored as many points there as you know, apart from Alfatari in the final two races or final four races or whatever. Basically, had outscored all of the other backmarkers, hadn't he? Put together, it was, all, yeah. it was pretty much always. <laughs> if it was going to be one of those backmarker cars that got a big result, it was pretty much always Alvin until Alfatari basically brought a Red Bull car in. Yeah, definitely, and he has for me. Towards the bottom of A. I was going to say A tier. Better than Science? I think it's better than I, Science. Uh, Between Science I feel and Leclerc. If I, I feel if I put him better than Science, I have to put better than Leclerc. No. I, uh, okay, we'll, we'll agree on that. Between okay. the Ferraris. Between the Ferraris. We'll, we'll agree on that. There That's you go. Fair. And he, yeah, That's he's fair. been ridiculously good all season. 
and I think Absolutely. it's obvious to see. <laughs> Williams have been put now in a much, much more safe place, it feels like, heading yeah. into the future, with Albon at the helm. And I'm, I'm. it's one of those very rare moves in Formula 1 where I'm genuinely ecstatic for all parties. Yeah, it couldn't have worked you know, out it, better for anyone. It doesn't feel like often in F1 we get a situation where it seems to be working for everyone, but I don't think anyone is upset with that, unless you're a Latifi fan. Also, James Vowles, what a guy. I love him. Exactly, yeah. It's it's a really good little core they've yeah. got there. That I feel like they could end up becoming kind of that Force India of the early 2010s. Yeah. You know, just get a lot done with They're never going to win a championship, realistically. No, but, no. I, but... I would love to see an album winning that Williams, though, in years to come. Mm. But it probably won't happen. Who's up next, Jamie? Is it Nico Yuki Sonoda. It is Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, underrated, I think. Or he's he's simultaneously underrated and overrated. And over, yeah. We we said it right from the get-go, didn't we? We didn't believe that Alpha Tauri was as bad as a lot of people made out. It yes. quite quickly got proven that that was the case when DeFreeze was dropped. But that being said, Yuki Snowder, even when Lawson and Ricardo came in, was often, you know, wasn't always like he was pretty much with DeFreeze, but was often still the better driver. And I think that's been really important for Yuki. Because he got put in an odd position this year. Because, of course, he... Basically, the, the way it kind of felt, wasn't it, within that team structure, we got reports of it early on, was DeFries basically had become, like, the number one within that team. Or, like, he was, you know, yeah. sort of a lot closer with a lot of the personnel. All this, that, and the other. Yuki then wiped the floor with him early on. And then, of course, Daniel Ricciardo came back. So it was like, oh, Daniel's now probably going to be the number one in the team. Mm. And then Daniel Ricciardo immediately dropped off. So then, obviously, Liam Lawson came in. Yuki then was kind of forced into that number one. But I'm sure but by having these two other drivers that had already come in and taken that role immediately, he probably knew what he wanted to have from that role as well. I think it's been a fantastic year for Yuki. Not necessarily just on the track, but I reckon he's learned a lot off it as well. And I think this will be that year that he can probably look back in the future and goes, I feel like I found me in the sport. Mm. Cemented my place. Yeah, I feel like it's been very, very solid. And he's probably been the second best Red Bull driver overall. Yeah. Um, which says a lot, I think. And I don't I don't think he's gonna get the second Red Bull seat. No. But he's been his stock has gone up, which is a good sign. Exactly. Exactly. Um I think, I think you know B. We've we said <laughs> I think I was gonna say B, I would say better than Gasly and Ocon. Better than the Alpines? I think I can agree with that. That, that seems fair. I think, you know, the fact obviously he looked, you know, Gasly kind of steered him throughout his first two years out of yeah. Tauri, I think... Gasly and, you know, Gasly and Sonoda together makes me pleased as well. So. Yeah, exactly. I think there was... <laughs> I, I, I think there was a little bit of nerves, weren't there, heading into this year, yeah. that Sonoda would kind of get a bit lost without him, but he really has found himself. And I think Aston Martin might be slightly less worried about having to bring him in when Alonso goes and Honda comes in. Yeah. Is yes, it Hulkenberg now? I not, don't know why I keep guessing Hulkenberg. It's Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas. And it, oh, I can't, I can't speak anymore on Alfa Romeo and Haas. To be honest, generally, they're just absolutely horrendous cars. So I think Bottas is out of those four drivers. He probably did the best job. I think the championship but is a fair them, representation yeah, between those four. All of them were hamstrung by having absolutely horrendous cars. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, it's safe to say, obviously, Bottas and Hulkenberg got more out of them than their teammates yeah. did. Um, but I feel like 
I I feel Bottas deserves B tier. I think putting him in, I think Perez yeah. and Stroll might need to get bumped down, to be honest. Because uh, I there were there were no real drivers, you know, with the exception of Freeze that had an absolute stinker of a year. I'm not sure I agree with that. <laughs> I I think the problem is we've got too many. Like, I don't feel that Bottas deserves to be lumbered in with Perez and Stroll for the year he had. Is my point, but I yeah. also don't think he should be up there with you know your Piastres. Yeah, I think somewhere between B and C would be great. <laughs> so if we put Perez and Stroll down to D, suddenly C becomes that tier. Go for it. Is my point. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> I think. I feel bad putting Perez in the bottom tier. But no. yeah, but like we said, there's been no. Well, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. We probably do need an E tier on this, didn't we? <laughs> I don't know. Can we'll, I add we'll go an with E tier? I can add a row below. We'll, we'll add an E tier, Jamie. Nice. Is that fair? Not in that colour, please. We'll, we'll get it done. Yeah. What colour do you want? Well, Apparently, just not anything matters. we've already had. There you go. Yeah, we'll go blue, purple, I don't know. Wonderful. Nice. Wonderful. Uh, okay. There we go. Um, yeah, Bottas had the better of Joe, but it was not particularly didn't really matter oh yeah it didn't matter i was worried where you were going to go with that 15 to 6 in qualifying this yes. year it's the same as leclerc on science just to let you know yes um but <laughs> then we're also talking about valtteri bottas not Charles bottas leclerc. is an excellent qualifier bottas is an excellent qualifier that actually cannot be argued either i think joe a, a bit like george this year should have probably you know, George got the better more, of, definitely. Yeah, he has. For me, he hasn't shown enough improvement. I think is the problem. Mm. And when you've got a table chair who just wrapped up Formula <laughs> Two, yeah, it's I would be getting time. very nervous. <laughs> I I think Joe Guanyu might be preparing to learn Chinese, buddy. Oh wait, you already know <laughs> one step ahead. Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One step ahead of the game. Right. Um, Nico Elkenberg. Nico Elkenberg lost out that podium in Australia and. Score points in Austria, and that was basically as good as it got, wasn't it? Well, you know, getting Q3 about 15 times in the, the worst well, that was car. was irrelevant. It wasn't the mean? worst car you on just the grid. It was about the, the qualifying records of Bottas. It wasn't the worst quality. It was it was a pretty. It was, it was nowhere near the worst qualifying car. It's no, it always the worst They always make a good car for one lap on a it set of It was probably times. the worst in the races, I would say, over the season. Yeah, just because it shreds rubber. Yeah. Like the Haas does every year. It's the problem when someone else makes your chassis. Like, Dallara <laughs> don't care at the end of the day. It was 15-7 in qualifying in favour of Hulkenberg. And he had eight Q3 appearances, or nine Q3 appearances, I believe. Um, so, and qualified second on the road in Canada before forgetting to slow down on the way in. Yep. <laughs> yes. And ran second place for half the race in Austria Sprint. Oh, an Austria <laughs> Sprint! Would have got go. points in Qatar Sprint if Ocon hadn't been a melt. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I think Hulkenberg's stock has risen this season and a lot of people written him off because he'd been out of the sport for three years but he's done an excellent job and I think it's hard to argue against that even if the results are not there because he scored points twice <laughs> I, I'm intrigued by that statement though his stock's risen I can't genuinely see another team ever interested in signing him with maybe the exception of Williams if they just don't have a number two for Albon at some point where is he going to go? Where, where, like you say, his stock's <laughs> risen. Who's going to be well, interested? The thing in is, what's him? his what's his aim right now? He's not. He's thirty six or something. Oh, Jamie, come on! Don't don't be naive. We know his aim. What to get a podium and quit? No. <laughs> what? It's a little. It's a little bit more cash, isn't it? Come on. No, he doesn't. He wants he's some got money enough in the money. pocket. He's got. No, enough. he likes. He likes the lifestyle. 
He's married, but I'm sure he's got a Tinder account where he says I'm a Formula <laughs> One driver, and he likes that. I and think he likes waffling. getting paid a few million quid. Absolute waffle. Can't be dragging Hulk's name through the mud like that. But yeah, I think if anyone needs a, a, a rookie with a safe pair of hands next to him, that'd be a good option. But realistically, he's probably who he retired. Who needs that? <laughs> well, if Bottas gets sick at Alfa Romeo, they could have go for a little Teo Hulk next year. Oh yeah, they'll go for a whole driver swap. That works well. Well, they've done that. It? They did that two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I suppose actually. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah. all I'm pleased is that his one record in the sport is getting harder and harder to beat. So <laughs> we will take it. Well, Lando stripped his other one, didn't he? And most uh, most points. Most of that points without a win. Yeah, indeed. And now Lando's got most podiums without a win as well, hasn't he? Joint. Shocking about yeah. Lando. Yeah, he's tied with Heidfeld now, isn't Friend he? Of the show. Shocking. Uh, yeah, Hulk deserves a podium in Australia. Just getting the record straight on that. He did. He was at, he was really good in Australia. But then again, the Haas is always really good in Australia. I think for some reason that car is a much better race car upside down. I've convinced myself that he's done better than Bottas. So I think C above Bottas. I mean, the championships tells a different story. Yeah, Alfa Romeo is better than Haas in the races. Okay, I, I will. <laughs> I will. I will allow that one just because I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Daniel Ricciardo? <laughs> yes. The the return we never saw coming. He did get his race in Vegas. He spent all day in last, did. basically, didn't he? Yes. Uh, not not the best from him there, but what do we think? Because he, he was in the mud after being Norris's teammate for two years. Yep. And he's come back halfway into a season. It done two very, very small spells, realistically. Like three races, two races and a practice session. And then five races with a recovering wrist and he had one good race realistically <laughs> so everyone remembers mexico and what i hate even more about that was the fact that everyone did this big song and dance when he lined up p4 on the grid there yuki then lines up p6 in abu dhabi no one cares yeah daniel is the media's favorite driver on the grid probably he, he, it's staggering how a driver that's been so mediocre in the last couple of years even even at Red Bull, 2018 is always that season that sticks out to me. It was the fact that he got one podium all year, and it was that win at two, Monaco. Two podiums. Was it two? Was he it? won in China. Did he get another one. He got two out. Of, two out I thought that was first. 17. He no, won no, in no. China. No, Lewis won in 17 at China. So he won the first six races. Lewis, Seb, and Daniel had two wins each. Yes, they did, didn't they? Sorry, but then he didn't get another podium. They so got year. no more podiums. And Max beat him in the championship in the end after messing around for he six did. races. At the well, to be fair, Ricardo they didn't have an engine that worked ever well, in the second half of the campaign. They had the same amount of DNFs, pretty much. Yeah, but most of Max's were <laughs> starting where he kept crashing into people. Yeah, including Daniel Ricardo. Um, yes. Yeah, but Ricardo is fantastic at building up hype around himself. Yes, and, and for that reason, I think he belongs in C tier. Yeah, I think C's fair beneath those two. Because he's been Show all right for a whole year but next he's season, not... mate, and then we'll talk. What what worries me more is like I I still stand by my point that I reckon he'll be in that Red Bull by Monaco. No, I think he will. Surely not. A Red Bull are desperate now to get rid of Checo. But what's Helmut the point? Marco? Because do... Helmut Marco doesn't like having a South American in the team, does he? Even though Mex, even though Checo's Mexican and that's in North America. <laughs> it's true. I I think they'd be. It's such a sideways move to. Bin Checo. Oh, absolutely! But it will sell more T-shirts. It will. And if the, the second driver, yeah. if Max can win the championships on his own, you might as well yeah, have a PR machine in the second seat. Exactly. You might as well put exactly. us there, to be honest. 
He could. I, I reckon I could have out-qualified Checo this year. I reckon I could have beat Stroll in the championship in that really? Red Bull. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could who... not do five laps in that Red Bull. <laughs> no, none of us could, sensibly. Who's up next then, Jamie? Who is? Daniel Ricciardo. It... Joe Guan Yu. It's Joe Guan Yu. And you know what? He's not been fantastic this season. And he's not kicked he's on He's finally much, admitted it. I, are we, are we, he's, there were I a feel few like he... races where he was definitely Here okay. We go. That's what you want from a Formula <laughs> One driver, isn't it? That's a damn indictment. But he, I didn't, feel... he didn't look like he was drowning. No, he's he basically done what he did in F two, isn't it? Yeah. If he, he, he always feels like he's that Marge Simpson, you know, when she's <laughs> in that go kart meme of he, he's quite happily at the front, and then everyone overtakes him. And it felt like that's what happened in his junior career as well. Was he came in, he was pretty decent, but then people got quicker. Next season, he was better, and other people were quicker. He just hasn't. He's a good driver, but yeah. I'm sorry, Jamie. I don't. He's he's a driver that will remember in Formula One, but he's going to be one that has a three year career rather than a. No, I, I pretty much agree career. with you. It's a shame. <laughs> I think he'll be gone by the end of next year. He I've... might get a little bit of a boost because the Chinese Grand Prix's back. Yeah, but I know. Yeah, yeah. he looks like you know the, the kind of driver like the Alguasuaris in the F1 world who like they're okay. And they don't deserve to lose their seat necessarily, but when when someone slightly better comes along, you're, you're more than happy to get rid of them. It's not that they're bad; it's just that there's better options. They're not I good. Think is the problem, yeah. <laughs> or that there's there's options you you might as well gamble, like you know, like a tailpole chair. Then there's an option that you may as well gamble with. But I will say, Spain was quality from him. Hungary was until the start, until the lights went out. In Spain, there were twenty finishers, and he finished ninth in that Alfa Romeo. Wow. And Bottas finished 19th. So that was a good race for him. And obviously Hungary qualifying, less said about the race, the better. He, he did bottle most of his big chances this year, didn't he? I think was the problem again. Uh, Hungary is a harsh bottle because the car was not in the right setting. But Whose fault was it to put it in the setting? The engineers. Yeah. I'm not even Sorry? That. Sorry? <laughs> no, as Sorry? in like the, they had it in safe mode. They boot, like The engine was in the wrong mode. Which arguably was his fault, but Exactly. Yeah. Whose fault was it for Lewis locking up at Baku 2021? Is it fault. the engineers? There you go. It was Joe's fault in Hungary. Okay. Simple as. I will agree on that. Then. <laughs> Bottom of C tier or D tier? Do we put him down with your Checos and your Lance Strolls of this world? I think bottom of C. I He's not okay. been that much worse than Bottas, to be fair. No, no. So, and again, in another car. In that... in that car, which you can't really show your hand ever. It's... It's a shame that Alfa Romeo didn't have this year's car last year For and last sake, year's car yeah. this year, yeah. Because I would have been intrigued to know what he could have done in a bit of a better car. Yeah. Uh, is it Magnussen up it next? It is, Magnussen. He's been really anonymous. He's done nothing. He's been nowhere. Can you nowhere. think of anything he's done? I guess he, he messed around with the player for half the race in Miami. That's all I can really remember. Yeah. And I can't remember anything that happened in Miami. <laughs> he, he had a couple of... Uh, most of what I remember this year is just his daughter being at Grand Prix. Yeah. See, yeah, because it's probably more notable than his own I, I th- Well, I think the, the sad fact is, obviously, with Magnussen, of course, you know, he, th- that Russian kid got booted out. His money's gone. I'm back in Haas, baby. I'm going to destroy this German kid that probably shouldn't have had a Formula 1 drive in the first place. <laughs> Did harsh. win Formula 2. That's harsh. <laughs> um, d- wipe the floor with Mick Schumacher. Great, another German I can wipe the floor with. Hang on a minute, this German's quite good. Yeah. He, yeah, I think, again, this year's Haskar, 
Magnussen spoke about it quite a lot. The, the flaws in that cart really screwed him. He just mm. could not... What he normally finds restraints in a Formula 1 car could not be utilised in that Haas. Not at all. So I think... He, don't get me wrong, did a worse job than Hulkenberg this year. Um, but I don't think it's... You know, it's not like a Joe Bottas situation where I just don't see a situation in which he beats Bottas over a year. Hulkenberg, I still feel there is a chance if he gets a car that suits him next year. I think Magnussen has... Like, obviously he's worse than Hulk. He got three tenths and that was it. Yeah, and yes, the I car think... was bad, but Hulkenberg got more points and yeah, I... him. So I'm going to say better than Joe still. <sighs> yeah, probably just, but the car really didn't help either of them, so no, it's quite hard. They, to judge. they were both dogged by awful cars and didn't do better than their teammate at the end of the day. Yes, um, I mean, so where did K Mag get his three tenths place? Actually, one in Saudi Arabia, which was yeah. a good race for him because yeah. eighteen finishes. One in Miami, which is a race where he just spent genuinely Beef 35 Leclerc, laps beefing Leclerc. Yeah. And then one in Singapore when there were like 12 finishes. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. And he had the best yeah. strategy because Hulk was running in eight and had no tyres left. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, three more to go then, Jamie. And only one of them was a full-time driver. And he, he's not even the next one on our list. Mm. Young Liam Lawson. Liam Lawson. I love Liam Lawson. I think he's great. I think he's fantastic. Did you see his vlog I, on, on YouTube? I, I watched bits of it. Yeah, I've seen clips. I didn't see it all. And it's brilliant. Yeah. He's like, this is my racing idol, and it's him with Lightning yeah, McQueen. McQueen. <laughs> I have seen that. That is quite funny. Yeah. Lawson... I think... Sorry, go ahead. He, I think the thing is for Liam Lawson, he's done exactly what he could do, and that's guarantee himself Formula 1 drive in the future. Exactly. Let's be fair. Red Bull aren't exactly good at keeping to their contracts and statements and all that kind of thing, because it's Formula 1. No one really is if they have to be. Um, but I think we will see him on the Formula 1 grid in the future. No, I totally agree. I think his little spell of races, it's a shame it ended in the way it did, because it was probably his weakest race in Qatar, which was his last. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, he'd done a very, very solid job in very difficult circumstances and practically guaranteed himself in that AlphaTauri in the future, or whatever it's called, the racing bull. Yeah, racing bulls, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know... Absolutely, for me, the highlight was knocking out both Red Bulls in Q2 in Singapore. That was, so that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, the P9 in Singapore, too. Very good job. The, the, the entire Singapore Grand Prix weekend mm. yeah, was stellar. Um, was right with Yuki. All, he pulled off a fantastic move, didn't he, on Yuki at the start of Japan as well, through the S's, yeah. which was incredible. As of Zandvoort, um, he was uh, the only driver to have overtaken Max Verstappen on track. He was, yep. Yeah. All season. Um yeah, some slight circumstance to that. <laughs> um, but I think Lawson, yes. When I I would honestly rank him higher than Ricardo just for the fact that he's coming with zero experience. Yeah, yeah. And the fact he never stuffed it and he never made an absolute mess of it. I think he's, yeah. He did stuff it in, in Qatar. Well, we not in, not into a wall. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's he, beached, trap. he did beach it. Okay, okay. Two more to go then, Jamie. Mm. And arguably, probably our two most disappointing two ones. Two worst. They? I think they've both got to go in E. Really? De Vries for sure. Yeah. Uh, not to get confused with Richard for sure, of course. No, um, of course. Our favourite <laughs> pun on this podcast. Yes. De Vries was just an absolute waste of space. In the That's a bit harsh, but you probably want, like The amount of hype around Nick De Vries was insane. Well, it's, it's the old adage, isn't it, of course, of if 
you know, he'd, he'd driven a Williams. He'd driven an Aston Martin. He'd driven a Mercedes. I believe he'd driven a McLaren as well at some point. Yeah, he must have done. If he, you know, and he suddenly got this result in Monza. Surely if all these other teams had seen him in their car before, there was a reason they weren't signing yeah. him. And Red Bull took that gamble. I always have said, you know, you can give Nick de Vries all the stick in the world, but whoever made that decision inside Red Bull deserves ten times more. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, he did, he's a, he's a say, he's an okay driver, but not quite Formula 1 caliber. caliber Again, a, a bit like um, Yuzhou Guanyu. I think the best way to describe it is either World Endurance or Formula E. <laughs> Maybe he's definitely an FE driver for sure. So, well, he's an FE champion, is what he is. Yeah, exactly. And he won F two at his fourth attempt. Um, yeah. When all the, like when he was about six, seven years older than everyone else. So, well, it's. I, I was looking back for some reason a couple of weeks ago, and I believe Jamie, the weekend we both went to Belgium was where both he and Nicholas Latifi they won, won the races, F two yeah. races, yeah. yeah they did. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Staggering. He, Dropped. It was a harsh dropping, but it was always coming. So. Oh yeah. Again with Red. Bull. This is why I keep saying about Ricardo going into Red Bull. Mm. Red Bull, have, I feel, have already made their mind up. It's just how quickly can we force this through? A bit like 2016, now. really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Dropping exactly. after qualifying for Bahrain when he's out in Q2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Last but not least, we've done it in the wrong order there, which is going to be. We, I, I, you just jumped in with the Nick Free slander, I which I, I was all for, but I didn't quite get. <laughs> Logan wow. Sargent, a tough one, I feel. You said he's comfortably E-tier. I, said I don't think that's... You said they both belong in E-tier. I said they both belong, but... Not I was going to say D-tier. He's definitely no higher than D for me. <laughs> no, oh, absolutely not, no. Because he got whitewashed by a driver who got whitewashed a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. So... He, he, got, he got head-to-head qualifying squared, is what yes. happened. Indeed. So, yeah, his one point in Austin came in fairly lucky circumstances, to be honest, with two disqualifications ahead of him. I, I think dubious is the right word yeah. to describe it, isn't it? Yeah. And he had some speed on occasion, but this early season, like mid-season as well, so many qualifying mistakes and binning it on, him, on his own. Uh, yeah. Like, he, he made a couple Zandvoort of really... sticks I'm... out as a terrible weekend for him where he crashed in qualifying and the race on his own. And the race. But he did he was that as well where he made Q three though as Zanvolt? I don't because he was the last driver so. to make Q three. Oh no, it was Silver's was it Silverson he made Q three? Where did he make Q three? Oh, he was tenth in in Zanvolt, yeah. He just yeah, I thought in so. Q3. Yeah, so. <laughs> been there immediately. I I feel again Logan Sargent. We kind of said this at the start of the year. He because again looking back at that Jeddah. Do you remember qualifying there? I believe his first run would have put him straight into Q two. Yeah, but he, but he went like a foot over the white line. And the second run he spun. Um, Second round, he's been there. It was those little moments there that were harsh. But of course, you know, the fact is, at the end of the day, we've said this all year. He came into Formula One a year too early. Yeah, there's some speed in there, but he's so raw at the minute. I think there's every possibility that we talk about him as a different driver at the end of next year. But there's every probability, far more likely, <laughs> as we talk about him in the same regard, we've talked about Joe Guanyu. It's going to be a two or three year campaign. <laughs> And then you, not Latifi levels. No, true. I think that's harsh, but it's it's going to be one of those ones. And unfortunately for him as well, a bit like Latifi, of course, he's now with a teammate who's very settled in that team. Um, mm. I think next year is going to be make or break for Logan Sargent. Oh yeah, and it definitely. needs to be. It looked it like they they were giving him any like they obviously wanted to keep him for twenty four, 
or like especially oh, in yeah. the second half yeah. they were trying to give him every opportunity to to earn that seat but he just he took will, so long to do it <laughs> he he will have eyes on any formula 2 driver because there will be yeah. whether it's a williams junior or any other team where you've got Teo Porcher queuing up for the door to formula 1 here we go now for a mayor when Joe gets yeah, dropped I think so. or Bottas retires but then like there's so many good drivers in F2 next year you got Behrman Antonelli Antonelli, new... I think, is going to potentially be the big one. And it's a new era of that. F2, so it could be another rookie to win it. And in which case, exactly. they probably come straight up. And, yeah, you know, where does Antonelli exactly. go? He's a Mercedes junior. He'll be, he'll so. be Williams. Easy. Easy. Uh, I think D tier below Stroll. I don't think he deserves yeah. to be thrown in the same as Defrance, yeah. to be honest. Well, there we go then, Jamie. Uh, I uh, We do what we always do. I'll have a quick look over that. To be honest, I think we've actually nailed that. I don't think there's any drivers there that I think look it out of place. I think we have. I feel for Leclerc, the order. but that's personal. <laughs> yeah, too many mistakes this year. It's all well and good having the pace, but too many mistakes still. Let us know what you think. For me, yes, Leclerc would please. go behind Alonso. Okay, and uh, well, we'll, 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 we'll agree to disagree yeah, on that go. one. Because I would have put Hamilton probably ahead of Alonso, but maybe not. Um, thank you all. As always, so much for watching slash listening. Oh, we'll quickly run through run just through for, for, the listeners, for our yeah. audio listeners, just to clarify. Uh, Max Verstappen is in S tier. Fernando Alonso, Lando Norris, Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc, Alex Albon and Carlos Sainz all made it into A tier. B tier consists of Oscar Piastri, Yuki Tsunoda, Gasly, Ocon and George Russell. C tier was Nico Hulkenberg, Valtteri Bottas... Liam Lawson, Daniel Ricciardo, Kevin Magnussen, and Joe Guanyu. D-tier, Sergio Perez, Lance Stroll, Logan Sargent. And last but not least, E-tier was Nick DeFries. Thank you all, as always, so much for listening. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure to leave a like, get yourself subscribed. And we'll be back very, very soon when Formula 1... Well, Formula 1 won't be returning, but our voices will. <laughs>